it's about to go down. It's your boy, Carlos Cicada, in the house. And ladies and gentlemen, today we have an incredible woman coming on the show. We are going to have a great time, my friends, because in today's show, we will go deep. We will peel the layers of the onion of this amazing, powerful woman that faced a whole lot of harsh rejections when she first started on her endeavors as a model, as an actress, as an influencer in TV show host. Today's show is sponsored by BlockFi, the future of finance is here. Get yourself up to 8.6% on your money, bottle cash and buy and sell crypto. There are no hidden fees, no minimum balances, and no reasons to wait. Go on to bit.ly forward slash Carlos BlockFi and get $250 on Bitcoin on your brother. And ladies and gentlemen, as I always say, it's never about the glory. It's always about the story. People, they see the glorious moments, but it's the stories that all matters. None of us here dream about success. All of us work for it. And this show is dedicated to every single person around the world who are suffering in need to hear a voice because your voice matter, you matter. And the guests that we bring here is to bring you massive knowledge and share with you success and stories to bring you a whole lot of fulfillment because we are rewarded in public for all the years of rejections and fears and difficult moments that we carry on to practice. And I have the honor to interview my incredible friend, Adrienne A.J. Jenick, also known as the A.J. in the automotive world. She's spunky, she's fun, co-host on the hit automotive makeover series, Overhauling. With over 60 episodes under her belt, the popular series and new season is currently on Mortar Trend TV. She's also took viewers along with her wherever she goes, as she designed and built her own dream car, a 1968 Firebird, on the popular show Hot Rod TV on the Speed Channel. From a little girl of humble beginnings on the blocks of Whittier, California, to a successful model and now a powerful mogul in the media industry, I bring it to you, my friend, Adrian AJ Jenick. Hello. <laughs> What's up, my friend? How are you? Good, good. I have to say, you always just put me in such a good mood because you have the best energy. So I, you just, I'm so glad that we're friends. I remember when I first met you, I think it was at an Emmy or an Oscar event and we met, I thought, wow, this is a really amazing person. And I was like, I need to be his friend. And here we are today. Uh, the pleasure is <laughs> mine, my friend. You know, I like to call the ping pong effect. My grandma taught me something very early on. Always treat every single person that you meet like 
you would treat your grandma, assuming you guys watching us at home like your grandma. You know, <laughs> I always carry that on to me. You know, whenever I meet amazing people like you, when I am out there traveling, speaking the corporate world in airports, when I am, you know, just traveling with the family and we're going to hotels and, you know, my wife goes to the room, my daughter and I, we go around the hotel and we meet the staff, we meet the chefs and the security people and we become friends with everyone. And my wife, two hours later, how do you guys know everybody? You know, and I always carry that on with me. I have this thing with me that we live every single day as we have one last day, not one more. And if tomorrow is not guaranteed, that's why every time I have all my guests coming on the show, whether it's a successful celebrity like you or if it's an everyday struggling business owner, we bring everyone here on this show because everybody has a voice. Everybody has something to share. And that's what the Carlos Inspire show is all about. It's about sharing strategies, talking about business and, and talking about uh, branding and strategies to make money and what is working, what is not working and peeling the layers off the onion, the things that nobody wants to talk about. And we just have a great time. And it's just a, such an honor to have you here today. And here's how what I wanted to start. Okay. I want to go back to the struggles where all started it. So if you could talk to us about one of your darkest times in life, when you were at rock bottom, like facing those harsh rejections that you talked about it before, and how did you overcome them, my friend? You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to bring us in to that moment as if we were there with you. Like, you know, let's go back right now into history and talk about that. Oh, gosh, back into history. Well, first of all, the entertainment industry, people have to understand there is more rejection than there is yeses. I mean, it's almost like, you know, I remember a lot of the acting classes I took, they said you have to go through, I think, what, 100 rejections before you get that one yes, and you got to keep going. Um, and when I started in this business, um, I, my mom made me graduate from high school. Um, I wanted to graduate, I mean, I wanted to start modeling, I think I was maybe 15, and she was like, absolutely not. And of course, back then I thought, oh my God, you know, you, you don't want me to do what I want to do. And um, I just, I was so angry, but at the same time, looking back, because now as a mother right now, she was just protecting me. I mean, she didn't know much about the industry and neither did my dad. My mom now is a retired nurse. My dad is a retired aerospace engineer. So, you know, you hear horror stories about the industry. So she said, if you want to get into this business, finish school, be a teenager, and then after high school, give it a shot. So I would say, my gosh, when I first started, it was hard because I didn't know anything about the business. I didn't come from an entertainment family. You know, I did local modeling, which was pretty good. I mean, I, I would make a few hundred bucks here and there until finally they said, you know, go to the agencies and see if you could get signed professionally. So I did. And it just it was just about just gaining confidence. And I didn't have that. I was so insecure, very, very insecure because I thought, oh, gosh, am I good enough or am I tall enough or maybe they want my hair blonde. Maybe they want my hair short. I mean, I was always trying to be what I thought other people wanted me to be. So that was problem number one. Mm. And instead of just being myself, I probably would have booked more jobs at the beginning, but I was always trying new hairstyles. My hair color went from blonde to black to red. I had blonde streaks in it. It was short, it was long. 
And I was trying to be, like I said, what I thought other people wanted me to look like in the industry. And that was just the biggest mistake I made um, until I would say I started traveling in Europe and a really low point. I mean, first of all, I was homesick. You know, I was 18 years old. I'm on my own. I'm in this model apartment which is basically a glorified youth hostel. It's not glamorous. People think, oh, you're modeling, you're jet setting all over the world. It's not. When you're a model trying to make it, you're not in private jets. You're not in glamorous hotels. You're in a youth hostel with a bunch of other models trying to make it. And um, I was in Athens, Greece. And I remember I was going to an audition and at the time I felt, I was told, always carry everything with you. I had my passport, all my money, everything and it got stolen. I was on the bus on the way and everything was gone. I remember I, I reached into my backpack to, to exit and it was open and all I saw was my modeling portfolio, my wallet's gone, my passport, cash, everything. And I just started crying because I thought, I'm never gonna leave this country, I'm stuck here. And, you know, and I'm trying to work, I'm trying to make money. So after that, I had to kind of regroup and just, kind of focus on, okay, this isn't working. Well, first, let me get my passport back. I had to go to the US embassy so I could leave the country and go back home. And, um, you know, at 18, 19 years old, it was tough. So I kind of had to regroup, came home, decided to look how I wanted to look like, but still, it was still a struggle. I would say it was a few years that I kind of figured out I need to stop trying to be who I thought other people wanted me to be. Wow. If that makes any sense. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely. Does. And I love you are talking about this because me being from Brazil and now and now I'm an American. I've been here for the last 20 years living Silicon Valley. Um, yeah. You know, I have a lot of model friends and I hear so many, you know, horror stories, you know, being a model starting in Brazil and their dream is to either get to New York, you know, yeah. L.A., you know, London. That's yeah. the dream, right? Paris, you know. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like, and, and yeah. they tell me so much crazy shit. Like, I was like, did you what? And then the stuff that happens and like, I heard stuff about like, that they would eat napkin to stay skinny. I'm like, what do you mean you eat napkin? And oh, then no. I remember this one girl, I was in Milan and I mean, the, I could... I, I A lot of these horror stories I would have to say are true because the modeling industry is tough. It's yeah, very cutthroat. It's very competitive. I would say Europe more so than here in the United States, because the United States, I feel like we have a little bit more rules and maybe a little bit more protected in Europe. It's like a free for all. But I remember in Milan, of course, the first thing they do, you basically get off the plane, they take your measurements, they take pictures of you in either a bikini or your bra and underwear, because they have to see your body. And right then and there, you're thinking, oh, gosh, maybe I shouldn't have eaten that piece of toast or drank water. I mean, it's so unhealthy. So my roommate, well, my next door neighbor in Milan, she would only eat air popped popcorn every night. I knew when it was dinner time because I would hear the popcorn popping and that's all she would eat. And she was literally a stick. I would say she's probably like a size zero, which was so unhealthy. But, you know, in... Europe, you have to fit a certain size. And if you don't fit the size of clothes, you're not going to work. So yeah, girls will either eat popcorn, they will smoke all day just to so they don't have to eat. I mean, it's it's just really unhealthy. 
Wow. You yeah, know, it's crazy, my friend. And, and, and AJ, I love it because I want people that, you know, a lot of little girls right now and younger women watching us from around the world. We got people here that follow us. I travel around the world and I speak different languages. I go on villages and I'm always teaching kids and young adults about entrepreneurship and branding. And um, we're going to shift a little bit and talk about that. And I love how you talk about it because that's the struggles of people think, oh, modern is all pretty and dandy. So I'm so happy that mm -hmm. you brought us in. <laughs> To the past and talk about those the harsh rejections that you faced as a model as an actress and aj one thing that i'm always telling people is that to, right now everything is about branding right we live in this new yes. area new era of audio revolution social media and nothing's more powerful than branding your audience your fans your raving fans they want to listen to you they want to see what's happening in your life and you're the queen of social media you know it's like they want to oh wow thank you <laughs> You know, uh, they're doing stuff. They want to be able to carry and see the, the struggles and the wins and what you're doing. And you're bringing the meaning to your business as you've done into the shows. And I always tell them, start your podcast. Just pick a date. Pick a time every week. You know, if you don't know how to do a podcast, there's so many researches. You know, I tell them, go into my Instagram. Click on the link below. There's a bunch of free resources, things that I learned. Yeah. And I taught on masterminds around the world, and I share all for free so that they can learn. Because if I die tomorrow, I know it's plenty of resources left. <laughs> You've left your, your, your legacy, yes. You know what I mean? And I love to interview amazing people, successful people like you, so that we can extract the greatness that you guys have because you have the receipts to prove it. You've been done it. You've been through it. And that's why I love to talk about that. But, you know, but here's the thing, you know. As I always said, we want to document everything and get the branding out. And speaking of starting your own show, you know, you were originally hired for the show Overhauling just to do one episode. And I bet you this image yeah. here, you know. Oh, I remember that episode, memory. yeah. You literally went there like, cool, I'm here to do one show. And you stolen the hearts of the producers and the people they saw you they met you and they're like hell no baby you are here you're gonna do six you're gonna bind the blown this they saw they had the vision can you walk us through like what did you do like what is share with us the gold like maybe something that you haven't shared before or talk walk us through that meeting like bring us in into that meeting and guys for you guys watching us this is a teaching moment if you guys notice what I do, whenever I'm talking to my guests on the show, I always tell them to bring us in into the story because that's power in storytelling. So when you guys are out there being interviewed or sharing your story, I want you to tell your guests, bring us with you in the story. You guys know me whenever I tell a story, whether I'm speaking at the Oscars on a bicycle and throwing bread at celebrities or I bring <laughs> the bicycle to the stage. I do crazy shit. And that's why you want to bring them into the story. So now, sister, talking about that moment in that studio, Tell us about the story. How did you go from doing just one episode that was all you were hired to do and you went on? Okay, well, I, I love how you make it sound like it was like this. I mean, maybe it was the right place at the right time, but I will say, here's, here's what happened. Obviously, I start off in modeling. It was great. I mean, yes, there's a lot of tough times, but at the same time, I have no regrets and modeling really kind of kicked off everything. So it's, I always say modeling gave me my start. It kind of parlayed into other stuff. So after traveling Europe and, and seeing the world, like I've always dreamed about, I love doing TV. All the countries I visited, I ended up doing more television, television than I did print 
So I thought, hmm, maybe I should think, rethink everything and start doing more TV. So I started acting, getting small roles here and there, and I was trying to build up my acting resume. So I got the chance to do, I had done Hidden Camera before on a show called The Jamie Kennedy Experiment. It was on Fox like years and years ago. So I already had Hidden Camera uh, acting experience. So Overhaulin needed some actors because at the time the show was becoming so popular that the the current hosts and uh, the lead designer Chip Foose was becoming too recognizable. So they had to hire outside talent to come in and play various roles. So I said, sure, why not? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to build up my resume, my acting reel. So came in, did one episode. Great. They had me cut back to do another episode and then another episode. So I ended up doing, I would say maybe five or six episodes of hidden camera acting. Like I played a detective, I played a shop owner's wife, I played an insurance adjuster. So I, I was, I got to play all kinds of fun roles. So at the time, uh, after one season, the original female co-host got other opportunities and she left to pursue them. So here they are, they need a new female co-host. They're about to shoot the new season and they're like, um, you. And I was like, me? I was like, oh gosh, no, I've, I've never hosted before. I'm just an actress. I, I know nothing about cars. And they said, no, 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 you'd be perfect. You're great and all this stuff. And I thought, well, let me think about it. And I honestly, at first did not want to do it. I was very intimidated. I thought this is a whole new ball game. First, I don't host TV. Two, and most importantly, I know nothing about cars. Zero, I could check the tire pressure, but that's it. Never took auto shop in high school. I was not that girl. I was the cheerleader in school. So I was like, are you sure? Because I I think the audience kind of wants like a legit person here. Um, so I, I ended up agreeing to do it. I said, I will do this job, but you have to let me be honest. Let me be honest with the audience. I don't know anything about cars, but I am willing to learn. I said, let me be the voice of maybe the wives, the girlfriends, or even some guys that want to learn about cars. I'll ask the questions that maybe they're thinking about asking at home. Let me ask those questions that we can learn together. And they said, fine. I said, because I have a, I, at the time I was like, I have a feeling autom the automotive world knows who's a fake and who's not. I go, so let me just, you know, be honest. Honesty is the best policy and let's learn together and, and have some fun. So that's kind of how it all happened. But I always like to also add that people always say, oh my gosh, you were, you're, this is luck. And I don't really like to believe in luck. I always feel like being prepared. Be prepared for moments like this because sometimes you get that one shot. And if you're not prepared, yes, who knows what will happen? It's so true, my friend. You got me thinking here because, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to actually tell us a little bit about overhauling. And I even have a question for you after that one about when you first started, you didn't know right. nothing about cars. I was digging through some photos online, and for somebody that doesn't know nothing about cars, you took this uh, beat-up car into this, and you did it. We'll get into that in a minute. But you know, but tell me something because okay, one thing that I always say, AJ, is that I see so many people they go into the cemetery, you know, with a book, a show, a, a podcast. They have something into that. I'm, I'm a firm believer that you know. We all here for a reason. We all here for something bigger than ourselves. 
I'm a firm believer that we all have a story that our messes that we go through, right? Those rejections, our messes eventually becomes our message. I'm a firm believer that we, you know, we like we we all want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die, right? And you, <laughs> I know, I was preparing a few things over here to ask. When you start talking about being prepared, and I know there's somebody at home right mm -hmm. now listening to us. You yeah. can become just as successful as she's an amazing and everything that she done supermodel influencer actress show host again it's about getting in the game it's about getting out there it's about doing it you can be as amazing as deep carlos okay, no, you know you can you <laughs> yes you can be as amazing as you you, know you just, you just like, have to try and don't yeah. be afraid to fail but i but i also think too that you have to fail yeah. Because when you do succeed, you appreciate it more. Because imagine, let's say you win all the time. I mean, yeah, who doesn't like to lose? Everybody loves to win. But I feel that it humbles you yes. to have the rejection, have the, you know, the losses or failures. Because when it does happen, you just appreciate it. It's like, wow. And it feels good too. Like, yeah, I accomplished that. It's like you had to climb that mountain to get to where you're at. I mean, nobody held my hand to, you know, get to where I'm at. My, I, like I said, I don't have an industry family at all. If anything, they didn't want me to get into the industry. They wanted me to like go to school, get a real job, you know, all that stuff, which is nothing wrong with that. I just, I just felt that wasn't for me. I just, you know, there was just a different uh, path I went and it's, it's not wrong, but you just gotta you keep going. And I always say the only person stopping you is yourself. Yes. It's so true, AJ, and, and it's so true. And I love, you know, your whole approach. And and I and, and I and now I know why I was so successful. It's because you touched the key point, which was being real, being raw, mm -hmm. and talking to the audience. Like, hey, I don't know nothing about cars, but I'm about to do this show overhauling, and it's gonna be all over TV. It's gonna become a hit, and I'm gonna take a beat up car that did not look like this. I couldn't find an image when it first started, but it was pretty bad. You guys can actually watch. Oh, I, it's on my Facebook page. I have it before on my Facebook page. Yeah, check it out on her Facebook page and on her Instagram. You know, this thing was not like this. This is one of her no. favorite cars. <laughs> you know, she helped build it and she didn't know nothing about it. Like, can you walk us? Because a lot of people right now, they're watching us at home. Like, Carlos, yes, I want to start a podcast. Yes, I want to start a show. I want to become a coach. I want to become a speaker. I want to become a model. I want to become a show host. I want to become like a dream or like you, Carlos, or whatever is your dreams, right? But they in their head. And I always say, if you're in your head, you are dead. And yep. that's the stuff that I preach, but I want you to preach into them now so that they do it. They take massive action. And like you say, right, you don't have to know it. And I studied and I was looking at your past and you literally hands on. You were there in the shop with the guys bringing your silliness and being spunky and bringing, you know, as you were recording. And I just was like, that's so cool. She has no idea, but she's there <laughs> holding the tools, learning, watching. Like, can you walk us through that experience and, and how, you know, bring us into that in that moment? You know, because I think it will help so many people here. Like they are stuck in the head. They wanted to do something, but they're not doing it because they haven't finished the course. Okay, the there college. we go. Did I froze? No, you back. Can you hear me? Yeah, you you froze a little. Okay, yeah, we're back. Oh, good. No, you know the internet sometimes is the I know, know technology. The, the, technology. <laughs> you know, if you could walk us through, because I think you know how was it like not knowing anything about cars and you know building, 
you know, this masterpiece. Like, like you know, and, and you know, getting into the game and doing all the amazing things that you went on doing. How was it like learning and going through the struggle? And, and like, what are some of the, the things that you learned from that experience? Okay, well, I will say I was very intimidated at first. And it's also very difficult coming onto a show with already established hosts. Mm. So I had another, I had a few hurdles to, to get over. Hurdle number one was learning about cars. Hurdle number two was getting the audience used to a new face when they were used to the first co-host, you know, because once you get used to, you know, watching people and then you kind of have already a, like a pre judgment of somebody, but all I just asked was for a chance. So I felt like I had a lot of stuff against me. And I remember like before I, I remember driving to set and I thought, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? What am I doing? Just turn around. And I just wanted to go home and crawl under my covers. But you know what? I got on set. Everybody was very welcoming. I mean, I already had known everybody uh, from doing the pranks, the hidden camera stuff. And I just asked questions. What, what's this tool? What does it do? Okay, what's that over there? How does that work? And and what is, how do you take, you know, uh, the, the lug nuts off the tire? I mean, at the time, I didn't know it was called lug nuts. Um, so it's just about, don't be afraid to ask questions. I asked every question in the book, even when the cameras weren't rolling, I legitimately wanted to learn everything I could. Um, and also it was a challenge to myself because I already knew a lot of people doubted me. So now it was like, okay, I could either run into a corner and cry, or I could not only prove them wrong, but also prove to myself that I can do it. So I always say I had the best teachers in the world. The guys in the shop were so nice, so welcoming. They were more than happy to show me the tools and how things worked and what to do, what not to do, uh, label everything when you're taking apart a car. So this was, I would say it went on for a good season, you know, and, um, and they told me, don't be afraid of the tools. I remember when I first used the grinder and all the sparks were flying, I thought my hair was going to catch on fire. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? So I would say, so fast forward to, I want to say it was probably my second season on the show and we were having a little fun and I traded places with Chip Boos the lead designer, he became the co-host and I became the lead designer. So I was in charge of this 63 Mercury Comet. And I thought, okay, cool. This, this should be pretty fun until when we got it back from Media Blast, which is when we stripped down the cars, you know, stripped the paint down. It was the worst car, I would say, in overhaul in history. Like bad. It was completely rusted out. We always say it was like Swiss cheese because there was holes all over, you know, the, the floor pans, everything. It was so horribly bad. And I thought, great, just my luck to have the worst car in overhaul in history. But I thought, okay, we're going to get it done. You know, I had a game plan. I, you know, I had kind of a design in, in mind and we got it done. And I remember when the car was complete right before we were going to reveal it to their owner, uh, Chip said, uh, uh, no, the, actually the camera crew said, Hey, walk around the car and show us what you did. So I'm explaining what I did, the design, the paint, everything. So I walk around to the back and there's Chip and all the guys and they're just staring at me. And I'm looking around like, I'm like, what are you guys looking at? You're already making me nervous. And then I look down at the plate and Chip and the guys had this license plate made that said AJ Designs. And that was such a turning moment for me on the show 
And I never cry on the show, but that was the only episode where I actually did cry because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm accepted. They accepted me because I went from not knowing anything about cars to completely designing the 63 Mercury Comet that was completely rusted out and it was the worst car. And they all just were like these beaming big brothers that were so proud of how far I've come. And I think also that from that episode on, I won, finally won over the audience because they were were a tough crowd, I will say, that they were doubtful of me. But I think from that episode on, the audience was like, okay, she's in, you know, she's, she's doing the work. She's proving her point. And even to this day, I still say, I still have so much more to learn about cars, but that was a, a big turning point and just showed myself and to the audience, I didn't give up. I, I was just out there asking questions and learning as much as I could. I love it. What an incredible story. I love it. I love to, you know, go deep and, you know, to see in things that a lot of the behind the scenes, right, that happened. Yeah. And, and for the people that have not watched uh, their show. Like I know what the team is about and I know about the show and I watch myself, but uh, for the people that haven't, can you just tell them a little bit, you know, what it was, what is overhauling about and how the whole idea came out? Cause I love the team and I'm actually doing a few initiatives in my world, uh, you know, for people that don't have the means, like they didn't have the means for the company. Could you tell them in your own words about overhauling so that they know what the show is about and guys go check it out. It's an amazing show. So Overholland is an automotive makeover show and the person uh, has to be nominated. It could be nominated by a, a wife, a brother, sister, grandpa, it could be anybody nominating who they think is deserving of getting their car made over. But of course, we got to play a little mess with them a little. And that's when the pranks come in. We pretend to steal their car. It's either been impounded or something's wrong or we'll, we'll make something up. And we'll take the car away or we'll steal it and they'll show up and the car's missing. And in the process, uh, the old school overhaul, we would redo an entire car in seven days, which is unheard of. The newer episodes of overhaul and we do the entire car in about three weeks, which is still a pretty good uh, time frame. And, um, and then at the end, we reveal their dream car and there's lots of tears. I always say that this is probably one of the only shows where grown men cry, especially when they pop the hood and they see the engine or they can hear the engine roar. That's that's when all the waterworks come and it's awesome to see. Wow. And then what what is the, uh, your, your favorite car? Is it still the Audi and the, uh, uh, and the Pontiac? Okay, well, I'm a Pontiac girl. I love a classic Pontiac. That's my 68 Firebird, which is I call my my baby on four wheels. Um, ah, what a beautiful car. <laughs> I love that. Her name is the Diva because I love she the is color. The color a diva. Is just amazing. Just beautiful ride. Yeah, no, this is this beautiful sapphire blue. My my vision was I wanted her to be like this rolling gem. See that picture, you have to see it like in the light when it's really when the blue really pops. Um, and then my Audi R8 is just a fun, it's a fun supercar, but for as far as class, I have to say when I'm, when I drive those cars, I get more attention in the 68 Firebird than I do the Audi R8. Oh yeah. You know, the, what, the, the, the 68 by the Firebird? Yes. The 68 Firebird. Is they, yes. they still your favorite car? Way more attention. They yeah. I love Pontiac. Did they, sorry? Steal, they, did they steal your all time favorite cars or, or did it change over the years? You know, I've always loved Pontiac. My dad had a GTO back in the day, so I think I've always been kind of partial to Pontiac. Uh, the next classic I want to get is a GTO Judge. 
I think that would be so cool. I already have just the, when I see it, I know that's going to be the one. So I'm, I'm hoping that'll be next on my list. I love it. I love it. I want to definitely see that one, my friend. Next time I'm in LA, we know, we know, we take it to the racing tracks. Yes. <laughs> hey, I got, I got a question for you because as a young woman, you are always uh, well-versed and you used to say something. I was uh, reading some things about you that the road to success, is always under construction. And I totally agree with that. I normally say that mm -hmm. life is like riding a bicycle from the beginning. There are lots of ups and downs, but in the end, it's only one way and that's forward. Did you, mm -hmm. I mean, did you face, you know, I know back in the day and getting into Hollywood and getting accepted, I know how it is. It's very difficult. I see that a lot in the speaking industry. It's a lot of ego. It's a lot of hormones. You know, especially you go to those big events, multiple speakers they are gonna speak, and you know, and trust me, you know. What I mean? So I, I know that feeling, and I also I've done a few a little bit of executive producing on a few movie projects, so I know the shit that goes down. So I love how <laughs> yes, they're talking about that here because for you guys watching at home, it like the struggle is real, and. In this present era, in the present day, I mean, do you face, I mean, any struggles at the moment, like, or anything that you could tell us about that, like, uh, that you are overcoming and dealing with? Because I tell people, being successful is not hard to achieve success. Keeping it is the hardest. And you, I mean, yeah. you're incredibly successful. Not only you achieved it, but you still continue. Is there anything that you struggle with, you know, in these days that you are going through? Oh yeah, I mean, it's a constant struggle. I mean, it's hard because when your job is in front of the camera, it's hard to, you know, you, you start, there's, there's different stages. Like I remember when I first started being in front of the camera, I was so insecure, like, oh gosh, what is, am, am I, am I uh, the right height? Am I the right size? You know, you're always constantly in your head, which like you said, that's the worst thing you can do. And then as a woman in this industry, I'm going to be very honest. It's really hard to age in this town because everybody glorifies youth. Like it's all about youth. And, you know, when you see ads and commercials, it's, you know, all young 20 year old girls and, you know, it's, it's just hard. I mean, you try your best, you want to, you know, you don't want to go to the extreme and, you know, end up not looking like yourself, you know, so where's the happy medium. And, you know, with guys, I think they're, they have it a little easier as far as that goes, because I think they look better as they get older, but women, I think it's a really hard thing. I mean, maybe not even in the industry too. I just think in general, it's hard to age. You know, it's like, okay, let's get the latest cream. You know, let's cover the grays. You know, like I said, I just my, I did my hair for you today and I covered, I, I colored my own hair. So I think I covered enough of the grays. Um, so honestly, I think aging is hard. And there's some days where I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, I either need to get more sleep or try a new night cream or, or I got to do something, you know, and it's, it's, it's just, it's hard. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I mean, you, 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 you know, you say that because I, I know it's like I was talking to a, a very wealthy friend of the day and, you know, he, he became a billionaire. He got a few exits and I was like, so what is the feeling like becoming one? I said, you know, I told, I told him my mission is to make poverty history. Eventually I want to become one, but like, what did it change? And then he's like, Carlos, at first it was okay. But and then a few months goes by and the reality is that the insecurities, the fears, 
like the comparison, all that shit, right? The whispers. I like to call the whispers from the devil and the whispers from God. You know, we always have the little voice in our ears and they still there. Yeah. I love it, you know, because you're always like this. You're always real and you're raw and you you give it like it is. And and that's the stuff that I tell people, guys, like becoming successful, it never goes away. It's like living every day in the moment. And I know that, you know, you're an incredible mom and, and, and you have your son and, you know, and, you know, you have all everything that you do, everything that you talk, it turns gold, you know, whether it was overhauling all the other shows that you did on CBS and Speed Channel and, you know, history and all the amazing things that you did is because of that attitude that just being you, being real, being raw. And here's a question that I have for you, my friend, in your own okay. words. You say something that I read about it was, if I can help someone learn from my experiences, I'm going to do everything I can to do that. And if your children, if your son or your 18-year-old self or someone in need, they came to you right now and they ask yourself, tell me one to two things, AJ. They are non-negotiable, no matter what. That when you are no longer here, I must do and apply these things every day in my life. I'm always, I shoot, it's a must, it's non-negotiable. I have to do this <laughs> in order to, you know, achieve success and then maintaining it. What would be one to two things that you would you pass it on for your son or that 18-year-old younger self of you? Because your son is a little bit younger, but the 18-year-old yes. self of yours and that wants to come into this industry and to become successful. What are that one to two tips that you could have given to our audience? Um, I say, number one, be authentic, be yourself. I used to hear this all the time and it never clicked. I was like, what do you mean be myself? I, I, you know, it's just, there's only one you and it's, you don't know what the casting director or what the director is looking for. So if you show up, you're yourself, be honest, just be authentic. That goes such a long way because it's it's amazing. Like I said, looking back at auditions where I thought I knew what they wanted and I went in being what I thought they wanted and it was crickets. I never got a call back, nothing. So that would be my first advice. Just be real, be authentic, be genuine, and just be honest. Um, the second thing is trust your instincts. There's been so many times where that little voice in my head was like, oh, this doesn't seem right or this doesn't feel right. Or if, if you just feel uncomfortable in any type of situation, listen to your instincts um, because they are the, the best advice you can give to yourself. Yes, they mentioned that. We have people over here from around the world, you know, from the Philippines, Brazil, Mexico, all over the interwebs are watching us right now. And they like amazing. Amen. Love your car. You are so beautiful. Such a wonderful woman. Uh, uh, you've been fighting uh -huh. for your dream. Just we really appreciate it, guys. Uh, um, this one woman say, what a very talented woman. I admire you. Uh, uh, well, uh, thank you. You know, so it's like, it's amazing. You know, what an incredible show, my friend. And here is, we're coming towards the end of the show, which is always a sad moment, but you know. Um, I know, it's like, it went by too fast. Here I am. Remember I was messaging you. I'm like, Carlos, I'm so nervous. <laughs> like, I don't do very many interviews because I get honestly nervous. This is me being real. Remember I talked about being real and genuine. I still get nervous years and years later. So um, <laughs> I'm sad that it's done. I, know, I, I really love that about you because I was like, you're going to be <laughs> fine. We're going to have a great time. And I said, I wanted to bring it. The same nervousness when you win for the 
you know, mortal role and the actress role. You know how we, you know, that that feeling that we all get, right? You know, and that yes. you know, it happens. Like sometimes I go on the stage and then I get a call and something crazy happens and it really knocked me off my game. And I was like, okay, get center. Just gotta <sighs> I go, Holy Spirit, guys. Tune me. out the I outside noise. noise. I literally put yeah. hands on myself when I start healing myself. <laughs> when yes. I get into those moments because we are it, it happens. We are humans, and I love that about you because you you talk about it, you express, and you don't hold back. And I'm guys, just amazing. I really go hope that you guys go back and listen to this again. And for you guys are gonna be listening to this later on the podcast when we release this show. Come and watch the video as well. So you can see my amazing friend here on the video and some of the photos that I bought on the screen. And here is a question, my sister, that okay. I always love to ask my guests when towards the end of the show. And that question is, when you are no longer here, let's say 100 years from now, it's your eulogy. It's a big old party. Everybody's there celebrating. And I'm there with my Italian hat and smoking a cigar, drinking some scotch. And <laughs> we are going to say, they're going to be reading your eulogy. And we listen to ACDC. Maybe some of my home, my home is from Pink Floyd. They won't be there because they'll be dead. But, <laughs> they, you know, but they're going to say, Adrian A.J. Jenny was this incredible woman, supermodel, influencer, you know, becoming a powerful media mogul. And she done incredible things for this planet. But in her own words, Adrienne A.J. Jenick was dot, dot, dot. Who was she? Okay. Um, I, I want to say it, but don't laugh at me. No, it's so good. Not, with no I'm just, I was, was very silly and likes yeah. to have fun. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm not afraid to um, be a dork yes. or to make other people laugh, let's say at my expense, because like you said, life's too short. You know, I was always too worried about what other people thought that now it's like, I don't care. I mean, look at my hair. My hair is like, I haven't cut, I haven't had a haircut in over a year. I don't care anymore. It's like, you know what? Whatever. It's summer and I'll get it cut when I get it cut. The truth is I'm just lazy right now. And I really don't want to go to a salon and sit there for two hours and get my hair done. So this is what you're going to get. It's like this long <laughs> hair that doesn't do it. That's why I keep doing this. It's not doing anything, but I don't care. I just want to have fun. I want to be silly. If you see my, I, I miss some grays. Okay. I've got grays. I just, Adrian Janik was very silly. Yes, I love and it. loves to have fun. That's that's me. <laughs> Such an honor, my sister, to have you here <laughs> on the show. And that's what I love about you. Always you bring this spirit. In the same way you are here with us on this in the studio, you, you are when you are in person. You are always the same way. And I love that about you. Always silly, always brings the joy, no matter what. And that's what life is about. I know that if we don't wake up tomorrow, you know, we are very happy because we've done incredible things for this planet and every life that we talk to yeah. their souls. You know, we always show up to blow up, as I like to say. And Adrian, what is the best place that they can follow you? Where, where they can carry on and continue this conversation with you? Where do you spend most of the time on social media? Um, I'm on Instagram um, at Adrian Janik, and also on my Facebook page, Adrian AJ Janik. So that's that's where I'm at. I, I post stuff. It's me. People always say, you know, ask, oh, is this somebody else running it? No, it is me running it because I like to be in charge of what's posted, what I say, how I respond, 
uh, to questions or, you know, people's comments. Um, because it's just, I, I like to be, I like to know what is being put out there. So the best way to do it is just do it myself. Yes. I know. I love that about you. And I'm the same way. I hate bots. I don't think they are personal. Yes. And or oh. delegating. I mean, you, yes, you can delegate a few things for our assistance, but there are certain things like, you know, talking to your followers and your fans and your audience that, you know, like I always say, treat people like you treat your grandma. Would you like a freaking robot to get back to you? No. And it's like whenever yeah. you like text, imagine like, you know, we text and it's like a robot and like a robot <laughs> that has no feelings, you know? And then I love that about you. And I have it on the screen, guys, Adrian AJ Jenick on Facebook and then on Instagram, just at a Adrian Jenick without the AJ. My friend, yes. such an honor to have you here on the show. Freaking awesome. <laughs> and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, another amazing episode of the Carlos Inspire Show. As we always say, life is all about the mission, never the commission. And the days that breaks <laughs> us are truly the days that makes us. Until next time, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, your boy Carlos Cicada will be in the house with amazing people like Janice. And because you all are here, it's about to go down. Ha, 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 ha.